Get stuffed. Hi, and welcome to Double Stuff Cinema. This is episode 38, and it is the mini pod for the week uh, from your uh, host, Neil, from the regular podcast. And today I'm joined by a special guest who's making her first appearance on our podcast. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. I'm Rama. Okay, Rama. So a couple days ago, a couple, not a couple days, more like five days ago-ish, yeah. I, you kind of texted me and you were wondering what movie you should watch with your family. And not that this is a family movie, but <laughs> um, I knew that on Netflix, my third favorite Quentin Tarantino movie was... Django um, Unchained. Right, on Django Unchained on Netflix. And I just thought with everything, you know, going on with uh, BLM and it's kind of an mm-hmm. important time, I thought... Um, Django Unchained was, you know, a good movie, and if, if mm-hmm. someone hasn't seen it, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely recommend to watch, but there will be lots and lots of spoilers, so if you haven't seen it... Go watch it. Go watch it. Don't listen to this. Come back and listen to this. <laughs> you still want the view, uh, listeners. So, um, yeah, that being said, first thoughts on the movie? What would you like about it? Well, like? I watched it with my family. We all fell in love with it. It's it's been hard to like find like a really good movie lately. So like I don't know. We especially, all just like after we were all like wow that was great. That was amazing. Yeah, especially so. with the pandemic. And I know all of you guys listening know that I am a big 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 Tarantino fan. Um and the fact that Django Unchained is my third favorite Tarantino movie just shows how good Tarantino is <laughs> mm-hmm. because everyone knows what my first favorite is. My second is Inglorious Bastards. Um, first is Pulp Fiction, in case you didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, Tarantino likes to do, I know, I don't know if Rama's seen much of Tarantino, but um, he likes to do historical kind of justice esque movies. Like, for example, with Inglorious Bastards, um, takes place around the Holocaust, Hitler's in it, and, you know, the whole movie's kind of about getting justice for the Jews, uh, the Jews that were affected, and Hitler mm-hmm. even dies in the movie. Not not in the way that he actually died in real life, but he dies in the movie in, like, kind of this poetic justice way. Um, and I actually took a class uh, this year at DePaul, where I go to school, and I took the class in the fall, and it was a rhetoric class. And we, I chose to write my paper on um, historical justice in movies, both in a satirical way and in a more kind of a um, serious fashion, I guess. Um, and yeah, I decided to write mine on Inglorious Bastards because of the hol- the whole Holocaust thing, and Django Unchained because, you know, it kind of takes slavery. It takes um, you know, the white man oppressing the black, and it sh- puts a twist on it that's kind of a happy ending for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Tarantino <laughs> likes to do that. And I know another thing that he's done is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of his more recent projects, where he took the um, uh, the scandal with the murders, uh, the Manson murders, and he kind of flipped that around too. So, I know you haven't watched those, so mm-hmm. I won't get t- too much into it, but... 
Um, yeah, so I'm glad you like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because I like it a lot. And if you didn't like the movie, that would be very, very upsetting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought, I guess we can start off with just acting. Um, we know Jamie Foxx uh, plays Django. Mm -hmm. uh, he And Jamie Foxx is a very, very... Talented. talented man yeah he does a lot of different things he sings and he's a stand-up comedian and he acts so yeah what did you think of his acting in the movie it was kind of crazy even like like let alone him acting in the movie but also acting when he met up with candy and all that was like very impressive of him to kind of do like it's like a double acting yeah and as someone who and he's a he's a pretty um kind of outright spokesman uh as far as uh especially right now like with blm and everything surrounding that he's very um outspoken about it mm -hmm. so for him to kind of come in and play a role and obviously this movie was made 2010 i think 11 maybe um and for him to come in and play a role like this uh it just kind of shows like you know he's he's affected by the events that happened in history but he's able to kind of overcome it and, you know, put on put on a good role for mm -hmm. his audience. So, um, yeah, I thought his acting was good. Uh, we know Christoph Waltz, for those of you who've watched Inglorious Bastards. Um, he plays the Nazi um, lieutenant, I think, or colonel, one of those. I think it's colonel. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he plays him. Uh, also very good acting there and I had no doubt that when Christoph when I saw this movie the first time I I had no doubt that Christoph Waltz was gonna kill his role and he did um you know he, he kind of serves as like the barrier I think Tarantino kind of uses him as a barrier to show like yeah white white people did do this yeah um and it's a big taint on their kind of history I guess uh, as a race but um he also shows like the 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 middle ground and showing and showing that Dr. Schultz is one of the white guys who advocated for yeah. you know the rights to slavery. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what do you think about Christoph Waltz's acting as um Dr. Schultz? I like the second he pulled up in the woods. I loved it. <laughs> like his his character in the movie was just like so I feel like like silly and just like smart at the same time like he had fun but like he knew how to get away with things very smartly yes he yeah. was a very snarky character uh-huh <laughs> um and now we'll go to a, a uh an acting performance that everybody who's seen this movie talks <laughs> about and everybody who knows and is a big fan of leonardo dicaprio and this movie knows he should have won an oscar for mm -hmm. um big snub but what did you think of not just Leo's performance as Candy, but if you want to talk about, if you want to dive into um, Candy's character as a whole. Well, obviously, I feel like that's a very hard role to play, just because it's so big and, like, big enemy in the movie, I feel like. Yeah. Um, like, everyone hates, but then, like, at the same time, like, his performance was insane. And, yeah. like, I okay, I just want to jump into this really quick, but when he smashed his hand on the table and he okay i don't know if you guys knew this but apparently he actually broke his hand when he slammed on the table and he just like continued with the acting which was insane because if i wasn't told that then i would have have never known that yeah which just shows how like great of an actor he is yeah i mean like we've heard we've seen um instances of actors that actually go through 
like real pain to yeah. like you know go through their or to act out their roles but um yeah i think and is you know smashing your hand on a table versus jumping from a building like tom cruise <laughs> does in mission impossible movies that they're on very different magnitudes but i think it just kind of him smashing his hand on the table and the whole blood across the face mm -hmm. um i think i just think that was important yeah. because it just kind of shows like how when whenever Django kills somebody in the movie um like the blood that comes out of them and then candy wiping the blood on his face just kind of shows you know same blood that oh, yeah. that's to me that's what it symbolizes mm -hmm. um that you know he he unknowingly thinks that his blood is superior to black black people oh yeah and you can tell like it's very emphasized when um they shoot people like the blood gushes everywhere yeah obviously not realistic but like it's to paint a picture you know what i mean right um uh speaking of that um there's an actual stat and i can't find it and i know you guys are going to be disappointed in me i know we had a trivia question on this back when we did our tarantino episode and i got it right i think but i don't remember i know sure knows um that there was an actual stat i think it was 30 liters or 30 gallons or something of fake of fake blood that were used in this film no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how much fake blood was used in this film. Um yeah, I don't know I don't even know where you get that much fake blood. I don't <laughs> know if they make it or I don't know what goes on. But um yeah, there was a lot of mm -hmm. blood. <laughs> um what did you think about the plot? Because it, it is a long movie. It, it's about, I think you told me, like about three hours, right? Yeah, a little it's like less. two hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, so it, it is a long movie. <clears throat> a lot happens. Um, even to this day, I've seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and I still forget about certain characters, certain events, certain things that occur mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, but yeah, what did you think about the plot? Like, was it fast, slow? Was it, you know, stuff like that? Um, okay, honestly, my, okay, when I try to pick a uh, movie for my family, they're like, no more than, like, two hours, like, we can't sit, like, that long for a movie, <laughs> but I did not hear, like, a single peep from my parents, a single peep from my, like, sister about, like, how long this movie was, because it was so, just, like, well, well done, that, like, we didn't even notice how long it was, like, it was very, like, there, a lot happened, but it just kept you engaged for so like long right yeah no i agree and um just just for you guys who might not know both of us have foreign immigrant parents <laughs> and we and those of you with foreign immigrant parents you probably know how impatient they could be oh, especially yeah. when it comes to things like like fun things like picking movies mm -hmm. but the fact that your family <laughs> stayed engaged the yeah. whole movie and they still loved it after just goes to show again this it's movie, amazing it is it's a masterpiece um yeah uh let's see yeah if when, you want to talk more about the plot like things maybe like one of your favorite scenes something like that one of my favorite scenes i mean i really like the ending scene with the the ending house, scene was cool yeah the house blowing up i think it's like the perfect revenge yeah and story. then they like walk away. and then how he puts his sunglasses on that was cool yeah um, he does like the little dance on the yeah. horse yeah i thought it was cute Another good scene from the movie that I really liked is um, the burning. I think I think this movie has a lot of like good historical kind of references and like 
bringing justice to those references. For example, uh, obviously the scene at the end showing him killing all the white people and, you know, the slave owners and then walking away with his wife. That's like a justice scene. Another one in that movie that I really enjoyed was the KKK scene with, um, we were talking about it earlier, but with when Dr. Schultz's um, kind of uh, carriage was just kind of in the middle of the field. And so <clears throat> the KKK riders showed up on horses and mm -hmm. started, you know, setting fire to it and trying to kill who they thought was inside. And then when they un unfold the blanket, um, they get blown up. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that yeah, was a good scene. Was... It kind of meant a lot, I think, to the mm -hmm. movie just because it showed, um, it was kind of a prelude to showing how much one, how, or how much Django and Dr. Schultz were capable of doing as a team, like bringing justice to, um, you know, the people that have done, not just them, but their entire, Django's entire bloodline of African-Americans. Yeah. Wrong. Um, I know something that you were, like, talking to me about before we started recording. Um, the box that they oh, stuck yeah. Broomhilda in um, as, like, punishment. I forgot for what she'd... Oh, because she tried to run away, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you want to elaborate on that. Was that was crazy, because, like, you... Okay, so you learn about these things, but, like, <laughs> it's never in detail or, like, how bad it is, I feel, which is so horrible. They, right. like, definitely should just talk about more just so p people can actually understand and not be, like, inconsiderate. Anyway, so just, like, seeing that was just so, like, crazy. Like, I just, like, it was just, like, a snap. Like, whoa. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of know? instances in the movie that kind of bring, it's kind of, it, it evokes like a sense of realism in the movie like yeah mm -hmm. a lot of things are exaggerated on um, the movie's obviously meant to entertain right yeah. not educate it's not one of those slavery movies but mm -hmm. it does have a lot of points in it that bring a sense of reality to what happened in history oh, yeah. to people who might know about it or just might not know not mm -hmm. know about it um and i think that's one of the things that makes this movie so great is it, it kept you engaged because it was fun um but then also it was like factual like, right like it brought like kind of like awareness of like the problem going on i mean not it's not you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> everything's exaggerated but, yeah um and then also like how like they whipped um like everyone on the backs tied them to the tree like yeah crazy. Um, one of the scenes i think it, tarantino does a great job because in the first scene of the movie you see, I mean, you see, like, the opening credits with the music and, mm -hmm. you know, Django and then him, like, walking up uh, in the chains, leading to that shot in the woods when they're all there and then Dr. Schultz pulls up in his uh, yeah. carriage. Um, <clears throat> one important thing that I think Tarantino did really well was when Django, when they were introducing Django and he shed off his coat and oh yeah, you saw the, the lashes on his mm -hmm. back. Um I like that a lot. Would you? What yeah. did you think about? No, it? and they and all of them did once the, once Doctor Schultz let them go, like with the key, like all of them like took off their blankets. Um. Yeah. No, I definitely think that it was just like, oh wow, like I'm, I'm strong, but like look at my, my scars. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think I was just gonna say that. <clears throat> I think you can kind of perceive that as a sense of their pride in that. Yeah not not obviously proud that they were slaves and that they were 
being oppressed and everything but but like also like a freedom yeah like aspect too like when they like just rip off the blanket like it kind of just like it feels like they are free you know what i mean it just like shows like oh wow like you're free now you know what i mean yes yeah i totally understand um i think one of the most interesting characters and aspects i guess in this movie is the butler steven played by samuel jackson um obviously because he's black Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's a butler for a white slave owner which again is expected but he's different in that he kind of basically snitches on uh hilda slash Django, like their kind of plan to get away he he busts that and um he kind of is just candy's right hand man like not only does he is he a sub, uh, subordinate to candy and he does everything that candy forces him to do but it's almost like he does more like he yeah. goes out of his way to do the extra things exactly. and i know you were sharing some thoughts earlier about yeah his so like first thing i thought i was like why is he so like like why does he hate Django? you know yeah. what i mean like and then i thought about it and it's just like okay well he's been on that what, what was it like a farm yeah plantation. yeah the plantation so he's been on that plantation for so long and it just like shows that he's still there but then Django like shows up in a horse and he's like oh wow like he's so much younger than me like how did he get out of this so much quicker than I did you know what I mean right and another thing was back then they weren't even expecting to get out of it you know they thought that they were I mean obviously they don't know when they're born but they're born into this life Mm -hmm. they go through it they're ripped apart from their moms their dads um you know shipped away from their families and they go through this entire life of being subordinate to the white man um their entire life Mm -hmm. and that's how they die too Mm -hmm. they either die because they try to escape they either die because they work themselves to death they either die because they grow old and they just either way they they always thought um at least historically speaking most of them that they would die under the white man yeah and so I think <clears throat> Samuel Jackson's character, Stephen, the butler, um, seeing that Django was already free was not only like a kind of jealousy factor for mm-hmm. him, but it was also just shock because obviously he's been in the business. He's been under candy for pretty much his entire life, probably. And he sees Django ride in on a horse, uh, you know, looking like looking like he's superior to all the other black men and that's something that Django didn't like (laughs) or not Django Steven didn't like about Django um so yeah it turned into some kind of jealousy factor and Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes Steven character Steven's character so interesting is because we always see Samuel Jackson and when we do see him we tend to root for him because he's he's a funny actor he always takes he usually takes like a protagonist-esque character he takes that role on but in this case uh, we find we kind of come to surprise because he snitches out their yeah. plan and ruins it basically. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if he hadn't said anything to Hilda or to Candy, um, <clears throat> Django and Doctor Schultz would have walked away from Candy's plantation with Hilda. Nobody, probably nobody, would have died in that case. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I know you had some striking thoughts about steven so yeah and then what i just like literally right now i just realized that you don't see like any of the black people in the movie 
like being old, which just kind of shows like that they don't really have a long life, you right. know. Um, so that yeah, I just thought that was kind of shocking. Like exactly, they die so. They, so I mean, they, they die in the work because yeah, uh, and um, like an abuse. Yeah, to to the slave owners back then. Um, obviously not anymore, but it's deemed that, you know, once, once the slave gets old, what's, what, what physical work can he do? Yeah. There's no use for him. So either they'll, they will kill him. They'll just give him away. They'll just let him loose and tell him, go live, you know, mm -hmm. by yourself, figure it out. Um, not that that's a good thing, obviously, but yeah. Um, I just kind of want to talk about how you think this movie I mean, like I said, this movie was made 2010 or 11, um, and, you know, I mean, civil rights have gone on in our country for a long, long time, and, um, but right now, uh, as you all know, we're experiencing a now more loud um, movement for Black Lives Matter, which uh, is a very important step in any country, in my opinion, not just this one, mm -hmm. um, but it needs to be said everywhere. Um, but what do you think of the influences of this movie on this movement? Like, for example, um, I talked about earlier how this movie is a historical justice for um, for slaves, for African Americans too. I feel like it's I feel like it's special for an African American to go watch this movie, not because they they directly relate, because of course they weren't alive during the time, but because they can relate to a certain level of, for example, systematic oppression that we have oh, going yeah. on right now. Um, and they can kind of look at it as a revenge story for them, the perfect revenge story. Um, so yeah, what do you think? How do you think like this movie kind of shapes uh, what's going on today? Well, it, like I said earlier, like it kind of just makes you realize how important the history of this is and how like we all need to be aware of what's going on and how just like literally everyone's equal. Like it's not it's not something difficult to realize, you know what I mean? And like you said about like the the blood, how it literally shows the same blood, like it's nothing different. So I don't know. I just feel like it brings a lot of awareness to like what actually goes on like yeah they talk about like black people back then like getting whipped by white um men but like you don't really like it i feel like it it really clicks not really clicks but like yeah really clicks when you actually see it right when when right. i saw it i was like that's horrible like obviously it's always horrible like from before but when i actually saw it it just was so shocking and just sad exactly um and i think i know i mentioned earlier about the significance of dr schultz um they could have given Django, uh who is who play who is a black man in the movie they could have given him a, a black sidekick right um and obviously it wouldn't have gone down at, like it went down in the movie but they could have found a way but my my point being tarantino in my opinion chose Dr. Schultz, a white man, to be Django's sidekick for two reasons. Um, and, you know, you can chime in, too, if you agree mm. or disagree um, or have something else to add on. But <clears throat> I think one of the reasons um, Django's sidekick is a white man is uh, something that I said earlier that it kind of goes to show that, yes, white people um, are or need to be 
um, kind of held accountable, historically at least, for systematic oppression that has occurred in any in any country against uh, black people and the oppression that's occurring today. Um, but it also goes to show that there are white people willing to help. And you, you, not, you mm-hmm. and I know that. It's not like we walk down the street and we see a white person and we go, that's a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have white friends who who advocate for Black Lives Matter, who have advocated for the rights of black people. Um, but I think another um, important point that Tarantino made with the use of this character was that Dr. Schultz did not just give Django the work and say, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you the task to kill Candy, or for example, or go get your wife and you go do it by yourself. He He stepped up and helped. And that goes along with what I'm saying is that we have people, white people that, you know, are willing to help, are willing to contribute to the cause. And I think that's also a call to action from Tarantino saying, oh. it is your responsibility to help. Like, as, as a white man, like, yes, you may not have been involved. Your family may not have been involved in slavery and they may not have been slave owners. But as a person who has a platform and with privilege in this country, you have the responsibility to stand step up, up. Yeah, yeah to step up and to help the movement yeah so, i like that yeah mm-hmm. so another scene that i really liked it was one of the first scenes i'm pretty sure it was when um dr schultz took Django to the bar and that was like kind of the first really interaction time that they had and how they kicked out the bar owner and then the whole thing happened with the what's it called the marshal and like the marshal called all the people of the town to like get guns on him and everything and then at that moment you realize that he's a bounty hunter and i just thought that was i don't know i just really liked that part yeah um you know i think and this isn't to make light of the situation that Django was in but i think that was also a very humorous scene like yeah. i think a lot of people uh who watch this movie find that scene funny because it shows the the bartender running and getting i think the sheriff and then the sheriff was shot and then he got the marshal (laughs) and then the whole town came with guns i just thought it was hilarious um and how scared they were of one black man it just kind of shows okay there's one black man in the in the bar um you view this black man as someone inferior to you uh thinking that he has no power over yeah. you. So why are you bringing the entire time? Yeah, why are you, you know? scared? Yeah, I don't like, uh-huh. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. But yeah, that was a very humorous mm-hmm. scene. And then um, like how Dr. Schultz obviously killed the sheriff first, like just on the street. And then the marshal was like, oh, um, are you going to kill me like a dog on the street like you did um, to the sheriff? And then he's like, I don't know. Do you want me? Like that scene was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um yeah, and I, I guess we can hear closing thoughts about the movie. If you just want to go over again, you liked it. I know you liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> but if you just want to say, like, how it's kind of affected your movie-watching filter. Like, yeah. So, if I'm going to be honest, I feel like today I, I really can't find, like, a good movie that sticks with me. But I really think that this one does like it well and um obviously this is old i'm kind of late to the trend of watching this (laughs) but um i definitely really liked it and the fact that like my whole entire family loved it 
at the same time too just like shows a lot it's they're very picky and um yeah i just thought it was like a very good balance of like all the combinations like it was serious it was funny it was like like hearted it was just like so amazing you know what i mean right yeah um very impactful movie i think i know i've had this movie on i believe it was the all decade list maybe it wasn't on the decade list for the 2010s but if it was i know i put it high (laughs) because (laughs) it it must have been top five i honestly can't remember off the top of my head but um yeah everyone knows how much i love this movie i'm glad you liked it because i like it a lot and it hurts to hear when someone doesn't like a movie. I don't know I how you could hate that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I know, I think the biggest fan of this movie who's on our podcast is Tyler. Um, <laughs> and if you've heard Tyler talk about this movie, he can probably dissect it just off the top of his head. But um, yeah, he does like it a lot with good reason. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Seems like you liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think this was a good movie watching experience. Yes, for you 100%. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, thank you for guesting on the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. It was a fun time. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Get stuffed.